And we're back at the Bait and Switch Podcast Studios. Today we're with a friend of Chris's, Gary Malik. Yeah, I met Gary through a friend of mine, and within a minute or two, I knew I had to have Gary on the podcast. He was so likable and had a real energy about him that I really liked. Yeah, I had the same feeling about Gary when I first met him. As you'll find out, Gary's originally from India, and the thing that I think I appreciated the most was his perspective on the different lifestyles in India versus the United States. So I really hope you enjoy this one. Your podcast starts now. Welcome, this is Richard Wilson. If your seat backs and tray tables are not already in their full upright positions, it's too late. Brace for Impact is the Bait and Switch Podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. I'm Jim Martin along with my co-host Chris Beyer. Today we have Gary Malik with us. Gary's a friend of Chris's, a finance professional with General Electric. Welcome, Gary. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did tell you about is that Gary's originally from India. Correct. So Gary, Gary, you're originally from India. How, how long have you been here? I came into this country in 2006. Okay. But I've been coming since 2003 or onwards, so, but I moved my, my family in 2006. Okay. You know, so I, I started my career with G Capital in India. They had an office in G Healthcare, and nobody wanted to go to Wisconsin. It oh. was cold. <laughs> And they also told me that the customer or the client is not very friendly. Okay. I just said, not just a lot show of me where it is in America. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited to come over here. Great. And I think the first time when I came over here, they kept calling me Gustav for like a month. I did not correct them at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the story goes that Gustav, I... Gustav, you look Swedish. I was going to say, or, or German. German. <laughs> I get a, a lot of Jose's, but yeah, thank yeah. you for yeah, that. Right. Right. <laughs> and G Capital, you said... It was one of the most admired company. I mean, I think still feel it's one of the most respected company in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just a lot of smart leaders and a lot of smart people. Mm -hmm. Um, They teach you only that much in MBA. Uh, When I joined GE, you don't have to read a management book. You can actually go out to GE, talk to some of the leaders, and you get a lot in, in such a short period of time. Okay. So I'm very thankful to be a part of that. Sure. So like on, on the job training kind of thing. You're, Pretty much. If yeah. you're not talented, that's your like your next best bet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what kind of American customs or, uh, or attitudes uh, initially surprised you? Well, one of the first thing, if I remember, that just really popped out was the 4th of July. When I came in permanently along with my family, mm-hmm. I had a three-year-old, mm-hmm. and I took her to the parade. Right. Ooh. And generally, when you compare Fun. that with India, when in India, it's the comparable date is 15th of August when the country got independent. And it's just a show of might with, you know, with all the tanks and the missiles. And over yeah, here, it's all about giving out candies, yeah. right? <laughs> and just, just doing what you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. right. So culturally, when I looked at, you know, a dog wearing like an American flag, uh-huh. certain <laughs> things that were just, just popped out. Sure. And that was the first time when I felt like freedom has a different meaning in this country. Okay. And um, I still joke. I mean, the true story. Uh, the next year I was running along with my daughter. Her bike was all decorated and she was, there was another guy, you know, he's an American guy. He was, he was running along with me. And then we stopped 
And then at the end of the parade, he's like, well, do you have, Carrie, 4th of July in India? And I'm like, no, we have the 3rd of July and then we have the 5th of July. <laughs> so <laughs> We skip right over it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of the basic questions, and maybe I should have answered it differently, but, you know, just... <laughs> I thought it was good. Just, just, a, just the way we were looking at things. Yeah. Just a calendar date for them was like a festival. Sure. Versus to me, it was a calendar date. Right. So h- how would you gauge Indian patriotism versus American patriotism? I think it's very similar. Um, I think the value system that uh, Indians as a country and as people embark on, uh, secularism, freedom, democracy, I think we have very similar values there. We, just like in America, there's a Vietnam War and a Korean War, we have like five wars with Pakistan. Right. And, sure. Sure. <laughs> but again, the only thing I would say is I wish there was enough of a flavor of of freedom that comes over here. You know, probably you guys just glanced over when I said a dog wearing an American flag. Right. Mm-hmm. You do that in India, they will burn you. Right? Really? Oh, so, because wow. that's like there just the sensitivity for certain things. Right. Okay. Is very very high, and then you question: Is that truly freedom? Right. So, so from a maturity standpoint, I think this country is about hundred years ahead, and India is catching up. Right. Um, but I think we're getting there. So you're a you're American citizen. That is correct. Yeah. Do you feel more American or more Indian at this point? I I think you know you love what belongs to your kids. My kids are American. Mm -hmm. They're they're really American at heart, right? And um, I do not have a fallback option. This mm-hmm. is my country. I'm all, all American in, in the spirit sense of it. It takes a little bit of time to internalize this. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, one more funny story about when I became a U.S. citizen and I was pretty excited. I came back and I opened the door and my CFO was there and a bunch of other guys were there. I'm like, there's no diversity in this room. They all looked at me and I'm like, we're all Americans. So my first <laughs> meal was at um, Fuddruckers. Everybody had to have like a half pound Angus beef patty. Oh, right. And that was my way of becoming American. <laughs> Did you have to uh, give up your Indian citizenship to become an American? Unfortunately, yes. They do not allow for a dual citizenship. Oh, okay. So my kids are American, but my wife refused to be. She's like, you can be patriotic once in life. And again, she's my li- wife and I love her. And Sure. Um, but I kind of forget sometimes, you know, it's this... this you know, because it's her country and it's, this is my country, but we live under the same roof. But I respect her. I mean, you know, it's sure. it's individual choice and she mm-hmm. chooses to be like that. Mm-hmm. The second thing is sometimes, you know, when something is given to you, you make choices. It was not offered to me. I had to earn that. That's been a journey for me. To me, um, I think that is something that I've earned over a period of time. To her, it is something that she has it as a choice. And I'm happy for that. Sure. That any day she wants to get up in the morning and say, today's the day I want to move towards citizenship. And she can because I'm a citizen and the kids are the citizen now. So mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of it's kind of that dynamics. But uh, sure. I'm glad that she's and she's my wife and she's holding up to her guns. And she's like, I'm just going to keep it that way. Sure. I respect that. Yeah, it's kind of like Packer fans that live in Illinois. They're going <laughs> yeah. to stick to it, right? They're, They're not going right. to give it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, or Minnesota. Yeah, I sure, think sure. that's probably actually a little bit more profound, my example, with the Packer fan than your wife and the India thing. But right. I it's, see yeah, the correlation. Yeah, right. I sure. see the correlation. <laughs> like the 49ers in Wisconsin? Is yeah. that what you mean? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say this. I do get irritated when 
somebody from Milwaukee will say, oh, I've been a lifelong Steelers fan. Okay. Like, you don't get to pick. If you're from Wisconsin, you don't get to get on the bandwagon. Uh, Gary's kind of like the bandwagon. He got on yeah, the American got, bandwagon. Got, yeah, right. Your wife is still a Packer fan. Right. She's more loyal. She, she's, yeah. Do, do you ever, uh, do you and your kids ever, ever gang up on her? The American citizens have decided we're going to go here for dinner. I don't think so, that's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Chris. Yeah. You're a smart guy. <laughs> you know, I'll say this. I've been to Indian restaurants once or twice. I'm not digging it. What is that? What is that spice? What is that thing? The red spice turns all the food red. What is that? Is it curry or is it something else? Cumin. Uh, it's, it? it's a, any typical Indian food will have 30 to 40 spices. My big thing about Indian food is number one, it's messy. I like it. Yeah. It's messy. And I, maybe you edit this part of this for, of this Go conversation, ahead. but I like Pakistani food better, man. I mean, <laughs> oh boy. No, now it stands. <clears throat> they just know what the right flavor is like. They got uh, it down in Pakistan. They, they just yeah. got it down. Yeah. I, I have a feeling, right? What I don't like about them is their cricket team. I love their nation. Uh, <laughs> I also like their food. But yeah. but again, like I said, I mean, you know, only in America can I say this and get away with it. You know, I like... Yeah, right, right. Uh, <laughs> just like the, the dog with the flag. This is kind of the equivalent of that. Right. You, right. Can't, you can't be giving out compliments to Pakistan. Yeah. I bet yeah. that wouldn't go over well in India, right? I you know, you know, there are times when at the border tensions are high. Sure. Things get really rough. You get mutilated mm-hmm. bodies on both sides. So what I do is I read the Times of India, which is like the New York Times. Then I also read the Dawn.com, which is their Dawn is their newspaper. Right. Mm-hmm. And the truth okay. is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always two sides to the story. Sure. Uh, India, Pakistan, that's for our listeners, that's the Packers and Bears. That's kind of the, the big rival. Pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close, Chris. <laughs> I'm so oh, impressed. Oh. <laughs> A little bit more bloody. <laughs> you know, I, I like spicy food, but I went to a um, a Thai restaurant here recently, and I'm not sure what the spice is, but it was it was menacing. It was it was it was hot. It was menacing. Menacing. I, I was menaced by the spice. I was I was terrorized by the spice. Wow. I, I'm not sure what this is, but I think it's the ISIS of spices, whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I'm afraid of the spice. Sure. Yeah. I think if I back down, then they win. Whoever they are with this. <laughs> For the spice. spice right. Now this now this definitely might be cut out here as we talk. Now obviously beef is not eaten in India, right? Yeah, beef is not eaten. So in what India. is the meat in India? Uh it's basically chicken and goat. Okay. Um but um there's a big deal about cutting a cow. Right. It's it's, right. it's considered right. really, really sacred. Right. And um you'll be you know, I was going on an eight lane highway. Mm-hmm. Uh the lane's working well and you know, I'm just so happy with the traffic. Right. It just happens <laughs> I see a whole bunch of traffic swirling on the other side. Uh-huh. There was actually a cow sitting over there with his calf. Yeah. Are yeah. these cows like feral? They're just walking they just wander the around, yeah. You know, there are some that are bought, you know, they're, they're bought and sold. But then there are some which are just stray, hmm. just like stray dogs. And there's no, <laughs> there's no farms with cows, right? Because that wouldn't be a good no, idea. No, right? no, no. Yeah. In fact, they're so, a menace in... A lot of respect because they would come in, eat your flowers, eat your garden f- vegetables and food or whatnot. So, I mean, but it's more menacing. It's more menacing, more yes. Men- yeah. Like I was yeah. at the Thai restaurant. Right. You're menaced. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, menaced by the cows, yeah. So uh, cows just, they kind of own the place. They walk around. They do what they want to do. That's right. In fact, to the extent that, you know, there is <laughs> the 
there's a political party right now which is kind of beating up people and in fact some of the people got killed as well with the allegation that they were actually cutting cows and oh. eating cows so that's how sacred it is right where yeah. it is almost okay to take um, the law in your hands to kind of because you know, of the cow because of the cows and save right. them and whatnot right 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 yeah so i thought it was interesting when you said you know sort of your initiation into america was fuddruckers right because here's a half pound beef burger you know that was uh well they kept telling me that we they will take pictures and send it to my mom Okay. So I had to pay them off, right? Yeah, so I was going to say, that wouldn't go over well, No, right? yeah, not at yeah. all. Not yeah. at all. So now you've talked about how great Pakistan is. You've uh, <laughs> eaten cow. Now your mom's really not going to be happy with this no. podcast. <laughs> no, I'm glad she doesn't speak English so well. Yeah, well but... <laughs> <laughs> Good. So with the flag, with the dog, right? If you do anything like that in India, people would be really, would be upset with you, right? That's right. But is that because of the flag part? What is it? Because you're... See, you know, it's very hard for you to even comprehend that. It is. I mean, yeah. think about it. Just the fact that there's a flag out there okay. and somebody's doing that with and putting it on a dog right. or right. putting it like using it like a bra. Right. I mean, or shorts. Or shorts yeah, for right. that matter. Right. 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 It's, a, it's a big no-no okay. because it, of the sensitivity around that thing. I'll say this too. We do have very serious guidelines about huh. how a flag is to be treated, American flag. So I do have uh, – I was in the military, so that's a little bit of a of – a, the thing too, but I, I do have a little bit of like uh, a little, you know, kind of a twinge when I see people wearing, you know, shorts, where, you know, like, like wrapped around a dog or whatever, you know. <laughs> I didn't realize that this whole podcast was going to revolve around flags on dogs. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to be the title. Flags, flags, on, flags dogs. on dogs. Yeah. Be, but no, what Jim is saying is true, which is there still are sensitivities involving the flag. Yeah. But the punishment meted out for a something that offended somebody. Sounds to be very different. Here, it might get you a civil violation. There, it might get you into real physical trouble. That's right. Yeah, you know? that's right. right. And yeah. that's that gets back to the freedom issue, which is, in America, there might be more freedom to make mistakes or to offend people. And there, perhaps, uh, if you make the same mistake, the punishment might be tougher. That is right. And that is not the punishment written in the book of law. Mm-hmm. People right. will take law in their own hands. Right. Yeah. And there will be no consequences for that. Yeah. And that's where I think we differ yeah. a little bit, right? Right. There's a lot of mob mentality. And you think about the Maslow's hierarchy. I was not even, I mean, food, shelter, clothing, things that are good in America. The next level is safety. And not everybody, there's a billion people living over there. It's pretty safe over there. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, what does the newspaper tell you? See, One bad incident. Somebody goes crazy. Right? and yeah. So mm-hmm. I have two daughters and I feel very... Uh, very much safe sending them to Pivaki. Midwest is a great, great place to, to raise your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you go to America, to India, they have two assumptions. Number one, they watch this Real Housewives of Orange County and they oh think boy. all of America is like that. <laughs> and number two, yeah. they think we're all rich. I have a backyard. It's got money. I go in, shake it out, get sure. some money. And then there you go. I that's mean, how so we operate that's, here. That's kind of the big perception that is out there. Right. That's, that's interesting. You know, but they have this perception, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, of course, but because they have a much smaller, I think most of the world really has a much smaller living wage, right? I mean, I guess, for example, you know, so I told you I'm a software engineer. Well, sometimes we'll contract some work out to India and they say, you know, we can, we can get two guys to work in India for probably maybe two to three guys for the price that we could get one guy here. 
I hope my boss, my boss never listens to this podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I started my career, and that's not like in last century, like in 2003. Mm-hmm. And G was paying me $350 a month. Okay. And I was able to do pretty okay. But as I moved from there to here, I have remote teams that work for me. Um, just fascinating teams. And just like you mentioned, we can do that swap of three workers there, one worker here, which is all good and dandy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking like an American a little bit. But my biggest view of that kind of a swap is an element of leadership. Generally, the leadership, the brains sit in the country Mm. because leadership is such an unmonetized trait of American culture. Mm. So if you think about a movie which is on an international standard, and I'm not, this is not like being racist or being a country specific, chances of people closing their eyes of thinking and guy from Thailand or a guy from Nigeria is going to win over the world and save the world. Right. Just mm-hmm. that perception is not there. Yeah. And okay. then you think about what happened in the last five, 10 years. Yes, manufacturing jobs went away. Facebook came in. Google came in. You talk about technology management that started in this country. Well, let me bring, I want to bring hmm. this all back to the flag yeah. on the dog. Okay. The flag on the dog symbolizes freedom. Uh-huh. The freedom that Americans enjoy is what drives innovation. You said we've advanced in certain ways as a culture, and that frees up our mind for innovation. And perhaps, you know, I'm just trying to tie this together, that maybe what's behind all this is the freedom that Americans enjoy that allow us to be the leaders, to be the innovators. I completely agree with you. But freedom is not just because of that flag. It's also of your thought process, Chris. Right. My daughter just turned 16th last week. Wow. And I, she's going out to interview for being a waitress in a nearby restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud about it. Mm-hmm. If this was India, I would have put my face somewhere in shame and I would never be able to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? There is a status. Okay. So there are jobs that are there that, I mean, I have never been a waiter in my life mm-hmm. because I am well qualified. I've got a master's degree. I've got this and that. All those frills that are out there is simply existing in one country that doesn't exist over here. So you've got this this respect that comes out of that freedom as well. Mm-hmm. I'll be proud to tell my neighbor that my daughter is working as a busser over there or as a, as a waitress over there. It just, because she's doing hard work, that is enough. Right, right. Sure. And that kind of drives a different kind of an entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So going back to your flag on the dog, mm-hmm. yeah. that's just a representation of right. respect is not uh, superficial. Right. Those things do not matter one way or the other. Mm-hmm. While your sensitivity might be here in India, you're still bad to women. You still do not respect hard work and labor. There are other things that one culture can run from the other. I'm sure there are other right. things that... America can learn from India as well, sure. like taking care of their elders, having three generations living under the same roof. Right. There are some good things over oh, there as well. Yeah. Yep. But then there are some stock paradigms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so lucky to live those two paradigms in the same life. Yeah. Sure. Right. right. Yeah. Thinking I'm, differently about it. It's cool to hear that perspective and get that. It, it makes me sort of sit back and appreciate more of what I have because it's really easy to take it for granted when you've been here your whole life. I don't know any different, you know. Well, that's, again, a sign of vulnerability. I mean, you don't Mm -hmm. get that in many cultures. I've traveled abroad um, in Europe. Um, 
I don't get that same level of vulnerability with other cultures as well. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It, as an American, it's pretty okay to say, I don't understand this, or yeah. I don't know geography good enough, or I don't understand your language, and it is pretty much okay mm-hmm. to get along with it. So I'm glad that you said that, Jim. But One thing you alluded to here just a bit, a, a bit ago, in culture, you talked about the caste system a little bit, right? They, they refer to that. And another thing I heard about when I was reading some book about business and innovations, they said in India, one of the big problems is graft and corruption within the government. If you want to start a business, there's everybody putting their hand out and you got to grease all these local politicians to get things going. Is that is that true or not? I think it's a very fair... I think it's gotten lesser and lesser over a period of time, but I think that's a very fair assessment of what you just said. And if you have... To look at an example, just try to go out on a motorbike with, without wearing a helmet, which is a law, or trying to wear, you know, not wear a seatbelt and then drive, and then a police guy will stop you. And many a people, before giving out their driver's license, they will put a 500 rupee note outside oh, yeah. and yeah. then walk away, and you will see that in broad daylight. It's happening in front of you. Uh, I couldn't dare do anything like that. Right. Right. As much yeah. as I'm tempted to sometimes. But yeah. <laughs> well, rupees don't work here. Right? That's yes. correct. Yeah. That, that is correct. Right. That is correct. <laughs> it's my country. It's my culture. It's my country. It didn't do it. It didn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, um, yeah. So I've, I've heard about that. In fact, I was in Malaysia and a friend of mine, we got stopped by the customs officials hmm. and they kept hassling him about different things and he knew what it meant. What it meant is he had to give the guy some money so they could go forward. And that's what happened. And in America, whether this is true all the time, the real concept behind America is rule by law, right? The law is the rule, not the king, not the mob, not the government, not the um, uh, not anybody. The rule is what's written. And so the idea of, of paying off a cop for a parking ticket or for whatever, for a speeding ticket, is less of an option in America because of that than it would be in elsewhere and in other places in the world. No, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris, I think you're, you're stating the obvious, but uh, but the hope the <laughs> hope it. is that's why I'm here. <laughs> well, I don't know what Jim's job is here, I, but I, I'm here to state well, the obvious. Maybe we'll find out one day. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it, the hope is, you know, we have a prime minister who's he's a very honest guy, mm-hmm. and we've got the the prime minister before that. Um, you know, he was a Sikh and he was a very learned guy. Again, very high in, in terms of values and very honest. I think it starts from the top. When you've got leaders like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I go over there and all these things are happening, but it's happening less than the last time I was there. You can still get away with greasing the palms. Right. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. happens in every country. Oh, sure. But every time I go there, I feel like it's... People are getting more educated. Mm-hmm. They're becoming more aware. You know, Americans, for the most part, are not that knowledgeable about places like India. Um, how tuned into American politics are Indians? Very, very. I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for all Indians over here, but um, anybody who's taken citizenship, um, this time was the first time I voted. Hmm. I mean, what an honor, right? Mm-hmm. Just going out. Cast out a vote, being a part of the democracy. Um, I think American politics is something that is followed at the world stage. Mm, sure. This is not something that is, 
an election happening in one odd, one odd country which might or might not have an impact overall. Mm-hmm. As a leader of the world, still, this country's elections and politics is followed the world over. So when you look at Obama, all those things about having an Afro-American person not doing well and all those segregation and all those things, I think he put it to rest. So mm-hmm. that's the value, that's the power of, of an American president into our country. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for the second and final part of our interview with Gary Malik when we discuss new trends in mattresses. Uh-huh. No, I know. Like I said, I, I've got the work ethic. In fact, uh, these guys can see here. Uh, most recently, yeah. I bought a desk. It's a pillow top desk because I'm just always working. You know, like, <laughs> right. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.